Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Your spring is about to get a whole lot more power with the Home Depot. Get gas-like power for mowing, trimming, and blowing with the RYOBI 18-volt OnePlus system starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime and blower power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force all on one interchangeable battery. Get the cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the RYOBI 18-volt OnePlus system only at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Did you know that socks, tees, and underwear are the top requested clothing items in homeless shelters? Well, Bombas is helping by creating comfy essentials and donating one item for each one purchased. Whether that's an arch-supporting sock, which I have many, a buttery soft tee, ooh, so good, and underwear that feels like nothing, which sounds weird but actually is pretty great. And why do I love Bombas? Well, I'm getting something great, but I know I'm also doing something great. So, when you are ready to get comfy and give back, head over to bombas.com bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. Are you curious about Army helicopters? How about the connection between Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, and Dance and It's On? Or maybe just want to hear what Jason and I are watching and listening to? Well, you've come to the right place, because now it's time for How Did This Get Made? Last Looks! Hit the theme! How did this get made? Late night dreaming, creating vision boards. Handshakes were made after multiple dinners. And they're working. Producers, directors, writers, interns. People follow through. Together, they hit upload. Together, they hit upload. What's up, Panama City? Where are my mom's at? And the answer is silence. Thank you. Welcome, everybody, to the show. I'm your host, Paul Shear, and this is Last Looks. You heard it right. We are changing the name of these episodes because it's not a mini episode. No, no, no. When we first started How Did This Get Made, I would do a mini episode that would just bridge the gap between the two episodes. It would just simply be me introducing the film for next week and a trailer, and maybe we would read something from a Facebook group. But we have evolved. We have changed. If you haven't listened in a long time, let me tell you about the segments we have in the show. All right, we got the helpline where me, Paul Shear, help you. I'm going to be here to be a problem solver. I can talk to you as a parent. I can talk to you as someone who's been in a relationship. I can make a guess at dating. But more importantly, say you have a fight and you want to know who's right. Give me a call at 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. That's 619-Paul-ASK. And I will be the impartial judge and I will tell you, you're right or you're wrong. So get your problems settled here. I'm like Judge Judy, but different. Um, plus, we always are going to have our corrections and omissions where you get to weigh in on the movie. What did we miss? 
Whose name do we mispronounce? What research did you find? And if you haven't listened in a bit, our Discord community goes deep. Do not cross them. They will find out every dirty little secret about you. It's so easy to jump onto our Discord. It's completely free. It's discord.gg slash HDTGM. It takes 30 seconds to set up, and it's a beautiful community run by amazing moderators. You will love it. It makes you want to be online. Plus, Jason Manzukis joins me in just a little bit, and we talk about all the things that we're watching, reading, listening to. It's often very heavily Star Wars. Today, it's basically an ad for HBO Max. Uh, Like those commercials, you ever hear them when you're driving around and you think it's like radio DJs, but they're just talking about like what's on NBC. It's like, hey, Frank, do you ever hear about that uh, crazy new show? Oh, wait, uh, the one about the Chicago Fire Department? Oh, yeah, I love that show. Oh, well, what's happening uh, tonight? It's really my favorite ad campaign ever that they have fake radio DJs talking about TV shows as if they are fans. Uh, anyway, if you don't know what I'm talking about, fine. Don't worry about it because I'm done talking about it. Anyway, a big shout out to One High Five for this week's theme song. One High Five did not know we were changing the name to Last Looks, but now that we have, we need new theme songs and we want to hear yours because one of the best parts of Last Looks is hearing your songs. And if you have a song that you want to write, sing, send them in to how did this get made at earwolf.com. 15 to 20 seconds is best. And all you got to do is send them in and we will play them. Any segment of the show is open for a theme because we like to move them around a lot. And now Let's get into it. I know we talk a lot about movies, but there are bigger things out there in the world. You got problems. Let me solve them. It is time for the Paul Helpline. There is a man. His name is Paul John Shear. And though he may have tried to make out with his own mother, he gives excellent advice. He's not Oprah. He's not Dr. Phil. And I gave the wrong phone number the first time I did this song. Here's the remix. Thank you, Francis Day. Here's the deal, people. You call me with a problem, I try to help. Our first caller and only caller this week is Brandon, and he needs some parenting advice. Brandon, what do you got? Hey, Paul. Brandon here. I am the father to a beautiful 12-week-old son, and my wife is about to go back to work, and we are kind of fretting about... Um, parental responsibility, making sure that we're both there to take care of the kid. And I want to know, as a father, if you have any advice about role sharing and making sure that both partners feel like they are taking on an even amount of responsibility for the rearing of the child. Um, And to a side note to that, I would love for you and June to do a marriage and parenting podcast where you just kind of describe your process. Every time you guys delve into whatever little bit of your personal life you do, especially the drop dead Fred elements um, during that episode where you talked about your family life, I would love to hear more about that kind of stuff and get some great advice. Love the show. Thanks. Bye. Oh, Brandon, thank you so much for that call. I don't think you'd ever hear a parenting 
or relationship advice podcast from June and I. <laughs> it makes me laugh even thinking that that would be something that I could even bring up to June. But honestly, I wouldn't want to do that because I'm really afraid of anything that is super prescriptive. Um, I can tell you things that I think work. I can tell you what has worked for me. But whenever anyone tells me this is what you have to do, I often find those people are full of shit because the truth is everyone's different. Things work differently, especially when it comes to kids and uh, and relationships. Everybody is completely, completely different. And I'm hearing your concern here. I think going back to work and starting this new life with a new person in your life is hard. It's challenging. So what I'm going to say is this. Don't overthink it, right? There are things you have to take care of because it's a living, breathing person that needs attention for literally everything that they do. So all the responsibilities will be taken care of. Now, they might just organically fall in place, but here's what I'll say. If you feel like you're doing too little, step it up. If you feel like you're doing too much, open yourself up because everybody's incredibly vulnerable in this moment. You are going back to work. You're feeling that you're not there. You want to be there more. Just continue to talk to each other. This will all figure itself out at one point. Even to this day, June and I, our morning routine to get both kids out the door to different schools is not hard and fast rules. We sometimes, one of us will sleep in, the other one will get up and do it all. Another time, one will do that for a week and the other will just sleep in for a week. We don't, it just becomes this awareness of, well, I did that, you did this. And again, you don't want to keep track of it in a way that makes it all weird. But I think just be open to sharing and be open to stepping it up. You just have to be aware. That's all I'm going to say. Be aware and it will all start to work out. I know that that's vague and probably not the best advice that you want to hear. I'll be like, well, write it down and then you do this and she does that. But the truth is your life is in flux, right? You may get home early. You may have more energy. She may be exhausted. There may be a million things here. So just get each other's back. You know the job. The job is keep baby alive. And you both have to just figure out how to do that. I hope that 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 is good. I hope that is the best advice you can get because I think it will actually help you just be aware of what's going on around you. Anyway, uh, if you need some advice or a second opinion, give me a call. I'm an impartial judge. I try to practice what I preach. Sometimes I just speak right out of my ass. Ask me a dating tip. I don't know. I haven't dated anybody in a long time. I did date a while ago. Let's see if that old school mentality still works. Anyway, give me a call at 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. That's 619-PAUL-ASK. And now we have to hear a word from our sponsors. Oh, our great sponsors. Because they let this show be for free. You can give them a second of your time. And when we're back, we're going to hear your questions, your comments, and your concerns about dancing. It's on. How Did This Get Made is sponsored by Squarespace. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms. Now, let me tell you this. Now they have this Fluid Engine, which is a next-generation website design system. We can just drag and drop. It's so easy. It's so fun. Plus, they have this asset library, so you can merge all your files from one central hub. I love it so much. Now, let me tell you. I talk about their customer support. I had an issue. Something went wrong. And 
Not only did they get back to me in a timely fashion, but they solved my problem and Squarespace passed the Paul's Gear test. All right, so you could check out my website with a very new feature. That's right, an exclusive feature that allows you access to Paul Shear's childhood. If you bought my book, you can sign up for that and you can get videos and pictures and all this kind of cool stuff. I built that on Squarespace. Check it all out. I love Squarespace. You will too. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. How did this get made? We'll be going to the UK in March and April, not just the UK. We're also going to Ireland. And you know what? I am excited to go overseas, but I realized that while I'm spending money over there, I could actually be making some money on the side over here by hosting my place. Now, let me tell you about hosting your place. It's something that you can do. It's available for everyone. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Now, many people uh, host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't realize that their space could even be an Airbnb. I mean, hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now here's the thing. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I mean, would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? What if you took that extra hour and gave it to yourself, right? Therapy can be that time that you take. It's that moment that you give yourself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonkers. All right, people, just so you know, we are doing live shows at Largo in Los Angeles. If you live in L.A., come check us out. Uh, April 14th, two shows back to back. There are some seats available for the second show, and I think four seats available for the earlier show, the 7.30 show. So check it out. Just go to Largo-LA.com and we will be announcing a bigger tour soon. So hopefully we'll get to some places we haven't gotten to in a long time. Anyway, let's get back to the important stuff. And that important stuff is dancing. It's on. We talked at length about this film. We had questions like, where did that $12 million go? And we might've even missed a few things. Uh, And here's your chance to set us straight. Fact check us, if you will. It is time for corrections and omissions. Thank you, Chris Purcell, for that great theme. Let's go to the Discord. Um, Cameron H., a... Uh, I would say an MVP, an MVP player in the Discord, in the corrections and omissions world, writes, I have had the honor, question mark, of staying in this very hotel in Panama City Beach. Uh, 
in real life. It's called Shores of Panama. In regard to Pops's room and its depressing state, that could very well be a room at that hotel. But that's not to say that all the rooms look like that. My room was decent, spacious, renovated, and had a good view. Although I can confirm Paul's suspicion, it's definitely the type of place a bunch of college kids would go and split a room. The father's room was definitely a separate location. Uh, Cameron H., please post your pictures from that trip. We need to see them. Why did you pick Shores of Panama? Did they have any memorabilia up when you were there? I feel like this is the planet Hollywood of hotels. I, I wonder if you missed something. Did you stay on, you know, on the floor where they, you know, where the mime got his makeup done? That would be great to know. Uh, Buttonhead writes, this is the synopsis from the original Dancing It's On website. Uh, June is going to be pissed. This coming-of-age dance film in the spirit of Dirty Dancing. Oh, and High School Musical is about two young lovers from different worlds who find a common bond in their love of dance and who ultimately work together to win a major dance competition. Well, wait a second. Do not put the the ending in the synopsis. You can't do that. You can't, like, it's like saying, like, Empire Strikes Back. Luke finds out that Darth Vader's actually his father, and he meets a little green weirdo. Um... Dirty Dancing. Well, there it is. Buttonhead. Thank you, Buttonhead. Right on it. (laughs) Miss Lizzie writes, surprised it wasn't mentioned that Shotzi and Danny were both on So You Think You Can Dance Canada. Are you really surprised, Miss Lizzie, that I didn't know the contestants on So You Think You Can Dance Canada? Okay. Miss Lizzie, I think you're great, but I, I, I'm not really going there. I, I barely know any contestants on So You Think You Can Dance America. Uh, Shotzi was first to Danny's third. Uh, I heard a boot in Danny's voice and looked him up. Well, Miss Lizzie, you uh, you should come in and start doing the research for us. By the way, uh, you know, this is the kind of stuff I'm open. I'm open to getting uh to getting schooled. And thank you for, for schooling me for not giving the... Uh, by the way, I know I butchered the... Uh, pronunciation of some names and I apologize for that but that's what I do I apologize I try to stay on it anyway let's go to the phone um this is from anonymous hi Paul uh, I just listened to your episode about dancing it's on uh <laughs> the Shakespeare quoting concierge is the uh drama teacher at the local community college and was involved in community college and community theater with me uh, when I lived in Panama City. And uh, I thought it was hilarious. Thank you so much for for reviewing this movie. I really enjoyed it. Bye. Oh, I love that. I love that you did community theater together. I love that you were in Panama City together. I want to know more about your time there. Uh, what happened in, in Panama Beach? I call it Panama City. I know it's a different place. Anyway, uh, thank you for calling in. We love our concierge. Uh, All right, next call from D.C. Hey, Paul, this is John from Washington, D.C., calling with a correction involving the helicopter and the photo uh, in Danson, colon, it's on. Uh, That, I'm pretty sure, is a uh, Bell AH-1 Super Cobra which was used by the Marine Corps from Vietnam all the way right through 2020. Uh, So at first I thought it might have been a picture of the choreographer himself or a buddy who had died. Uh, There's no reason it couldn't have been his son, though, since 
uh, how long that it was in operation. Um, otherwise, I think you called it the Tomahawk in the episode. Uh, lots of military helicopters do use Native American terms, but usually it's a tribe name like uh, Iroquois, Comanche, Chinook, Kiowa, Apache, etc. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this one was, the Cobra was adapted from the, uh, Iroquois, which is also known as the Huey, uh, more commonly. But anyway, um, I know that picture was a little confusing at first until they mentioned who it actually was. But, uh, great episode. Um, hope you're doing well. Bye. Thank you, John. You know what? I'm realizing, John, as you were talking, I said Tomahawk. Because that was my G.I. Joe helicopter. I just Googled it, and Tomahawk was a G.I. Joe uh, helicopter toy. So that's what I was referencing. And you're right. When I was in uh, Iraq, I was on a Chinook. Uh, So I blame G.I. Joe. I blame G.I. Joe for getting that uh, bad terminology in my head. But thank you for that very uh, thorough exploration of helicopters. I don't know why we went so deep on that, but uh, but I appreciate that you you wanted to. And I'm going to tell you this much. That is the writer and director's son in that photo. So that's a little fact that I learned. By the way, I did talk to somebody online who worked on the film and I said, do you think it's possible they spent 12 million? And he said, I don't know because I wasn't on that side of it, but they did shoot for a very, very long time. So the 12 million may have just been eking out like a slow, a slow leaky ship uh, or, you know, maybe like uh, the drip drip of one of those hotel showers, which, you know, that that hotel has all those leaky ass showers in there. Uh, Dr. Guts 1003 writes, I found it odd that there was never any stated prize for this statewide dance competition. Multiple characters explain how important it is for them to win, yet there are no stakes established for the audience. Why not make it a cash prize that would help Ken quit his lowly dishwashing job or the award winner or some sort of permanent dancing gig that would help Ken fulfill his dream of being a professional dancer? At least... Uh, and high strung, the hunky British violinist got a scholarship to go to that performing arts college. But here, all Jen and Ken got is a lame trophy handed to them from Miss Panama City Beach. Hey, Dr. Guts, sometimes the best gift, the best prize is bragging rights. And that's what they got. Some good old-fashioned bragging rights. They got to be the statewide champs. And you know what? They don't need much because, truthfully, where could they go? Like, who, who was in the audience watching? There was. You're right. There are no stakes about... There's. It just seems like dancing in this world is for fun and for uh, for just besting your friends. I mean, the, the way that dancing is supposed to be. Right? It's not about, so you think you can dance. No, no. It's just about busting a move. And feeling the groove. Uh, I know these things because I am a former dancer. Cameron H. back in the mix. Double dipping this week. So I've gone down a bit of a rabbit hole with this movie. What struck me is, according to the movie posters, the movie won three awards. It won Best Director, Best Editor, and Best Music Score for something called the Widescreen Film and Music Video Awards. Searching out these awards, I found a website devoted to the winners and this film, including the entirety of the award ceremony. Wow. 
We can watch the entire award ceremony of the widescreen film and video music awards. But what jumped out to me was this. David Winters choreographed the 1976 remake of A Star is Born with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson, as well as the TV movie Star Wars Holiday Special. Wait, what? What? Uh, by the way, the dancing in that Star Wars holiday special when the chess pieces start moving around is pretty badass. I love that. There are some really great things in that atrocious, uh, atrocious special, uh, which I was, well, I don't know if I can even talk about what I was trying to do with that. Anyway, um, interesting to find how did this get made connections. But um, yeah, no, this guy, David Winters, was a real deal choreographer. He's a he's a no messing around guy. We saw what he could do by the pool, uh, you know, and that was with uh, congestive heart failure. Anyway, Dr. Guts weighs back in. We're getting a lot of double dipping this week. Dr. Guts writes, speaking of how did this get made connections, David Winters also is good friends with Breakin' Two's Electric Boogaloo's Shabadoo. And there's a video of Shabadoo on Steve Allen's show called The Big Show that was choreographed by David Winters. Wow, Shabadoo also worked with Barbara Streisand, according to the video. So Shabadoo? Shabadoo and David Winters are getting it up in the mix for A Star is Born. You can watch uh, that uh, David Winters and Shabadoo (laughs) video. It's seven minutes long. You can watch it on YouTube. You can also just go to our Discord and check it out there. Um, Corgi Herder said, I did the research on where the money might have gone. The $12 million budget shocked me. And after digging into things and referencing a Panama City news article and David Winter's autobiography, wow, I think I made sense of its wild budget. Here is the timeline. The premise comes to David in Thailand. It's about a rich and American girl and a poor Thai dishwasher. Ooh, I like that. David states he worked on the synopsis for six months. The synopsis? Okay. Uh, including the screenplay work. And this is over a year with his son, Alex, helping to modernize the dialogue. While he was shooting, he claimed there are 42 versions of the screenplay. We talked about that. Uh, since he couldn't find the right dancer in Thailand, he moved the story to Florida. Scouting location started in winter of... <laughs> 2011. In his 2018 autobiography, he states he had been living in Florida for over five years. He moved there after Thailand, uh, was nixed for the shooting. So at this point in writing, it's probably late 2012, which means that writing started in 2011. So shooting started in January in 2013. It was unusually cold in Florida, and according to the county's film commissioner, Julie Ann Gordon, extremely long days and vampire overnight shoots went on for over a year. Over a year! Shooting while businesses were closed and rehearsing in off hours at local dance schools and venues. Temperatures dropped below freezing when they shot in summer clothing. Spring was no respite because the spring breakers that they had hoped to integrate into the shooting were awful with legions of drunk and stoned kids causing traffic jams and other problems. David uh, said some even urinated in the elevator of our hotel. One day I counted 65 people in a hotel jacuzzi that should have held 12 or a third at most. Wow, wow, wow. 
uh, 65 people in a jacuzzi. Talk about splitting a room, splitting a jacuzzi. Shooting stopped because of spring break, perhaps in April, and didn't resume until June. During this period, David was admitted to the hospital with congestive heart failure and left to finish a shoot. Weather continued to be a problem with another reference to a cold night, perhaps indicating the shoot lasted into a second winter. Multiple people reference a shooting that lasted over a year, with Gordon stating, fifth months. David Winters said he had been working on the film for over four years. No source states how many actual weeks they actually filmed, but for reference, Guinness World Record for a shoot uh, cited Eyes Wide Shut for over 15 months, a period that included an unbroken shoot of 46 weeks. Wow. During editing, he was in and out of surgery for heart congestive failure 12 times. They put on a cross-country red carpet premiere in seven cities, New York, Boston, Minneapolis, Las Vegas, Hollywood, Florida, Panama City Beach. David collapsed during the Panama City Beach premiere and was taken to the hospital. The film was released on October 29th. Deadline states there was a three-day cumulative total of $29,000 in two hundred theaters. There's no other information on what it made. And despite David's insistence that the DVDs were selling out in over 400 Walmarts, it's unlikely they recouped their cost. Wow. I would love to see someone involved give a more detailed analysis because the timeline does have some issues, but it appears it was a long and troubled shoot with loads of choreography and hundreds of extras to manage. Uh, And then I just want to say for the first time ever on the show, Corgi Herder listed references. So we can't just say that Corgi was making it up. Um, This is wild, Uh, but it makes sense. I mean, if you are doing overnights and overages and renting spaces and working during the day and it's 15 months, I believe that $12 million went very quickly. I don't know why they didn't spend any of it on sound, but... Wow, I am blown away by that. Um, I'm not even going to tease you because there is only one winner here. That winner is the great Corgi Herder for that amazing breakdown of where the $12 million went. And you know what? Just like the dance competition, there is no cash prize, just bragging rights. But you do get something. You do get this amazing song from Bombay Beach Revival. Bombay Beach Revival? Hit it! If you want to chime in with your own thoughts about this uh, episode, not this one, because we already did it, but of any of the episodes that we do next, you can just go to our Discord at discord.gg slash hdtgm or call me at 619 619- Paul ask. Uh, Coming up, Jason and I chat about all the things you should be watching and listening to. It's time for another episode of Core Chat right after our break. Looking for a vacation that actually feels like a good movie? Well, look no more. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. Paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Key in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. The fun continues on ship from a ride on Bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at Cloud Nine Spa. 
Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family-style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. So pack those bags, but be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories. Because no one does fun like Carnival. Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com. Ships Registry, The Bahamas, and Panama. The big game, big mods. First date or first big break kit. Binge that new show or binge install vids. When you're a real car lover, the choice is obvious. With over 122 million parts to fit your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, turbochargers, LED headlights, exhaust kits, bumpers, roof racks, and engines. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has all the parts you need for the ride you love. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Philo. I love Philo because Philo remembers when cable TV was affordable. Yes, Philo is the perfect thing for people who love TV and love saving money, which is me, which is you, which is everyone. Philo wants to be your TV solution. They have shows, movies, live TV, all of that for just 25 bucks a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassle, just a better way to watch TV. They have an unlimited DVR for one year. Plus, you can have multiple profiles and multiple streams. They've got movies on there like Kill Bill, Love Actually, Twilight, and you're never going to miss a minute of your favorite shows like Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, Friends, Golden Girls, SpongeBob, whatever you want, there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. Try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash bonkers. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash bonkers to get 50% off your first month. Now, you might be noticing uh, we are doing a new thing with How Does It Get Made's back catalog. Every week, we are re-releasing an old episode in the stream. This week's re-release was Miami Connection. And coming up is LOL. Remember LOL with Chelsea Peretti? It is uh, one of my favorites. Chelsea Peretti, one of the greats, uh, is so funny on this episode. So check that out every Monday in your podcast feed we are re-releasing old episodes and if you want to have a little sampler platter of it head on over to my youtube page where i do a little video introduction to each episode but now i think we give you a lot of chance to talk about all your problems all your issues but now you're going to hear from jason and i because it is time for quar chat and honest jams got the greatest theme take it away Thank you, Honest Jams. And Jason, we're back. Oh, boy. Thrilled to be here. Have we um, officially renamed these episodes? Yes, it is now called Last Looks. You are now a part of Last Looks. Uh, Yes, Last Looks Core Chat. I love it. I love (laughs) it. Um, Jason, I teased in the last episode that you turned me on to two things that I'm so uh, happy about. Yeah. And, uh, I'll tell you, Ooh, both. I can't wait. 
Righteous Gemstones. Oh, yeah. I did yeah. not see it, watched both seasons of it, and love it. Like, love it. So funny, it. right? It's so funny. So You're smart, so, so stupid, and, so funny. And insane. I mean, the fact of, like, the uh, the neon motorcycle killers and like it goes yeah. so big it goes so big and it's also like this kind of amazing satire of big religion and mega mm-hmm. churches and all of this kind of stuff but it's still keeping inside of the the Danny McBride Jody Hill David Gordon Green kind of point of view it really oh, is John Goodman is incredible I think John especially Goodman, in season two John Goodman is amazing the guest stars they have from Eric Roberts who just to see Eric Roberts back yeah. doing that, like all the little, like the little tweaks, the, just the people that you don't ever, that you don't know, they're not, they don't even seem like they may be actors. Like that crew that Danny hangs out with, like the people oh, in his men's great. group. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jody is in, is one of them. Yeah. But Jody the rest, is the guitar player in the band of the, of the big church. <laughs> oh. You know, for a lot of people, Gemstones might be their introduction to Edie Patterson. Okay, well, this is what I was going to say. Unreal. That monologue that she gives, and I won't spoil it, but she gives a monologue at the end of season one one with Tim Baltz, and the two of them are fantastic. I've always been a a big Tim Baltz fan, but Edie Patterson, that monologue that she gives, June hasn't watched any gemstones. And I said, June, she hates when I try to show her anything. And uh, I was like, please just let me show you this. And we rewound it three times in a it's row. Incredible. It's an incredible. It's an incredible monologue. And she's a she's a groundling. She comes out of the groundlings. Right. Another groundling in this cast who I didn't know um was is Tony Cavallero. Oh, yes. I just who plays did a movie. Yes. I did a movie with Tony. Uh he distri- he's in this movie called The Binge. Okay. Uh which, which is on Hulu. And the idea is like it's like the purge. Uh, where, you know, there's one day of violence, but in this movie, alcohol and drugs are illegal and there's one day to get fucked up. And he plays this guy from South Florida who like runs a limo service in the first binge. I I was like, who is this guy? He's so funny. And then when I saw Gemstones, I was like, holy shit, he's in this. And actually, uh, even uh, McBride's son is in uh, in the binge as well. Oh, that's funny. I guess they both just shot the pilot. Then uh, and then, and then they went. Came, and did, oh, that's yeah, really funny. So, uh, the, but the, man. Ca- the entire cast is incredible. Um, Danny's great. Edie Patterson, Goodman, Adam Devine, like like everybody is. And then, like you said, bringing in Walton Goggins, bringing in oh, Eric yeah. Roberts, bringing all of the kind of. Uh, guest stars and recurring people are incredible. Eric Andre was great this year. Uh, oh the, yeah, you know. But there was one thing I just, I guess I don't know. I don't feel like many shows do this, and it may just be the fact that like McBride gets to do exactly what he wants to do on HBO. But that show can really toggle between like extreme violence, like yep. harsh, not comical violence. Next to a scene where like four people are puking in a parking lot that is so almost like Mel Brooksian, like yes. it is just goofy shit. It's well, yeah, it's a tone that literally I think nobody else is doing. Really, yeah. nobody else is doing a show that is 
that is a crime show that has just absolute hard jokes in it mm-hmm. that is incredibly silly and stupid. You know what I mean? Like it is so it's there are so many funny, silly bits inside of it while while still maintaining your connection to the larger crime story that's usually going on season long. It's like a serialized season long story. But then like every episode has all sorts of like nonsense adventures that these characters are on. It's oh really my gosh. Very Adam Devine is great. The whole uh, Jesus squad that oh, they had. So I funny. Mean, but yeah, it is. I don't know why it wasn't it's fully on my radar. Too. Yes. It's constantly, I, at least for me, it was. Uh, I, I was constantly being surprised like, oh, they're doing this? Oh, me wow. too. I think, you know, for me, I loved Eastbound and Down so much. It's like mm-hmm. one of my, fa- and, and you know, and I loved, you know, Foot Fist Way. And there was something about Gemstones where I was like, oh, that looks interesting. I don't know if that will be like fully for me, but, you know, it, I'm yeah. sure it will be good. I couldn't have been more wrong. I've. I feel like it's it's exactly the show that I would want to be Absolutely. watching. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it really and I, is. Each season has like flashback episodes where yes. they go back into like their younger selves, younger Walton Goggins and younger John Goodman. And that's terrific. Like yeah. they really do a very good job, at like kind of building out this world. And like I said earlier, it's also functions as like a satire of like of big course. religion, yeah. you know, like, uh, uh, you know, capitalist religion. It's really interesting. Um, So love that. Love, love, love. Oh, that, that makes me happy. Great. And then just last night finished How To with John Wilson. Oh, yeah. Which I've never watched either. Oh, and, wow. And Incredible. I know everyone has said, you have to watch it. It's genius. It's one of the funniest shows on TV. Again, I don't know why I drag my feet on it. That show is masterful like it it, that that is like maybe one of the best shows of the last five years incredible show it what is so interesting and i was kind of again june did not want to watch it she was upset by the voice uh uh, of of john wilson and now she loves it and can't stop watching it like it just takes a second it's unreal but there is something about it that i was thinking about i was like how do i describe this i was like well there it's kind of like what TV carnage is in a way. Like back in the day, there were these tapes that like uh, Derek Beckles made where it was sure. like, like kind of a montage of like But it's weird... like TV carnage for humanity. Well, yes. And I guess what I'm saying is like there, the show is this fascinating, uh, like in-depth look at different things. But the mon- the visual montage of it all is like you could watch it with the sound off in its... Utterly you, you could, you could, yes. and it would be incredibly compelling. But what is so often so fascinating is the juxtaposition Absolutely. of images yes. and voiceover and what he's yes. saying versus what he's showing. Yes. And it really is so smart and so funny and also so, I, I, like, I, I mean it when I say, like, it's an incredibly humanist show. Yes. He's someone who's a, he's a documentary filmmaker and he has a real curiosity about people in, in every episode he happens to come into contact with a person like and then that per- he goes down the rabbit hole of that person's like obsession or that person's what? thing. And what you're following is is John's natural curiosity to to a degree that is almost every time shocking. And again, I go back to like like on Gemstones, like every episode I'm surprised, which well, is so surprising. There, there's one episode about wine, mm-hmm. right? And that's in the second season. 
where that episode goes yeah. is so, like, there's moments in it where you get nervous. Like that one where when the, he goes to yeah. visit someone, you're like, oh my, like, wait, the gate's opening? Like, yes. you know, and, and, and there are these moments that are not pre-planned. I, I think there's some moments where he is like brought, someone is brought to him, but these moments that he finds and just has a conversation and it just opens up. Well, it's like the guy in the supermarket. He starts yes, talking to the guy the in the Mandela supermarket. Effect. Oh. Yeah, and then follows that. Or the, the the one that blew my mind, I mean, they all were incredible mm-hmm. and, and are really worth watching, as are his... The, the films he did, his documentary films he did before it, yes, which are which very you, similar to, they're, they're, they're similar in structure. They're kind of like, you know, you see how he came to do the HBO show. I think it's called John's Movies. I think they're on Vimeo at John's right. Movies. Right. We, we, I think we gave that, that web address oh, last episode. Um, yeah. But the one where he's talking about being in the acapella singing group in college. And then, yes, and well, then that, it, that, in yeah. the third act, it turns out that like one of the judges is Keith Rainier from he, the Nexium sex he cult. He put it on. It was yes. his thing. And then how they had to apologize. Like that, when that happened. It was incredible. I believe that, I, I want to say that was the wine episode because it was sort of like, you didn't even know how you got yeah. to, it was sort of like, it was the wine episode because it was like, oh, I'm just agreeing with people to fit in with their opinions about wine. The last time I did that, I was in an acapella group. And you go on this weird side journey yes. about Nexium, and then you come out of Nexium, and you go into another weird side journey about energy drinks. The episodes morph and change and the visuals are so amazing. It was funny, though, because uh, I was saying to June... Like, what does this make you think of when we were watching it? And she's like, it just makes me not want to move back to New York. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and there is something about it because it shows you the New York that I think that we all know. Sure. Right? But it's not the New York that is like idle. It's not the. It's not ever the New York that's in things. Yes. It's not ever the New York that you see. It's the New York that you live in when you yes, live there. Exactly. It's not the New York that anybody ever shows you. And, you know, it's yeah. the, and the, in the way that I think about like. Like, he's the only person who's showing New Yorkers doing what New Yorkers do, which is constantly looking at their phones. Oh like, God. we never see that in movies and TV. A population of people all staring down. You know, that's not happen. doesn't happen. Background I'm, extras, they don't do that, you know? And there's one moment in that show that got me. I mean, the whole show, he's fantastic. The show is amazing. And it's produced by Nathan Fielder. Uh, yeah. And it has some of his team from Nathan For You on that show as well. Uh, but... There's a moment in that show where he talks about where he used to live and how how bad it was, like the area, so much so that a TV show used it as like a third, like a bombed like a, out third yes, world Kosovo country. or something yeah, like Kosovo. that. And like like their the, land- the, the, one of the one of the procedural shows used it as like a, like a war zone. And they cut that footage in and it's like with a min- he says with minimal set dressing, we were able to look like a war torn country. And it it really, truly is uh, what a joy. And I yeah. think what I had done was I'd watch like one episode. And I was like, oh, OK, I get this. Sure. I and, do that all the time. And then going back, I was like, oh, this it, it it almost. And I think to your point about like the cell phones and everything, it requires attention. You know, yeah. like it really does, because what you said about the visuals, the visuals are so tied to the narration and and your watch. It's so multifaceted. And I think like once, you know, it's like you it just 
it requires you to watch more actively in a way because you can't like be on your phone. You exactly. can't because a lot of times the narr- the voiceover and the visual are different, but mm-hmm. the 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 juxtaposition creates a meaning. Yes. So you really have to be watching and listening and giving it your full attention. But it's worth it because it's very funny and it's oh. incredibly rewarding. And it's really about he is like the yes and person. Mm-hmm. He's constantly yes anding himself into um, situations into meeting interesting people and then following them on some weird side journey. All the stuff about his his landlord really oh blew my, my gosh, mind. Mama, uh, uh, I mean, incredible. Hey, and, mama. And, hey, and, mama. Hey, mama. Mama. Hey, mama. <laughs> but the the idea that also people will talk, and mm-hmm. I think that that's the thing that's so fascinating. Yeah. Like he meets a ventriloquist on the Staten Island ferry. And then yeah. all of a sudden he is in that guy's house. And, and or the guy who's trying to stretch his foreskin back oh because he doesn't God, he's trying to undo yes. his circumcision. Which and is we go again, straight to that guy's house. Which you know? again is just a a side story in yeah. such a larger piece. It's so good. Highly recommend. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of HBO Max. They don't pay me in any way, but I do wow. believe that HBO Max has. You are wearing an HBO Max hat I am, and, I know. and hoodie. I know. Well, now that they've merged with Discovery, I mean, what's not to love? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that makes me happy. I really, for our listeners, I really can't recommend both yeah. of those shows enough. But uh, How To with John Wilson, just because I think it really is a bit of a smaller show. Um, yeah. And I want people to, like, check it out. If you really like, rewarding. If you like Nathan For You, there is no doubt that you will like this show. Like, yeah. it is just... And if you are watching this... If you've watched John Wilson or are watching John yeah. and like it and have never seen Nathan for you, watch that too. Yeah. You know, because I think that also slipped through people's cracks. No. Uh, I, I, <laughs> 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 um, all right. So what else? I've been I've been in your recommendation world, so I haven't oh, yeah. done more than than that, truly. Besides seeing um, uh, the Batman, which I know you have not seen. I have not seen. I, I think I might try and go to the drive-in and see it this weekend because I still haven't been inside of a movie theater. Yeah. Um. I've been watching. I've been. I've been watching a bunch of stuff that I'll talk about. But I want to talk about one thing up top. We talked about it before on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my absolute favorite things of the last few years has been Connor Ratliff's podcast, Dead Eyes. Oh yes, I'm so glad you're bringing this up. Okay. Yes. So so it is an incredible. So just to refresh people's memories, mm-hmm. I think we talked about it quite a quite a while ago. But yeah, for the last two years or more. Yeah. Maybe two years and change. It's been a three Connor's season show. Been, yeah, Connor's been doing a show. He's a he's a uh, a comedian out of New York that we know. He does An the actor, George Lucas talk show. He was improviser. part of the Chris Gethard show. He's on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Incredible performer. Incredible improviser. And he has this kind of fundamental story where he was cast in Band of Brothers, um, the HBO World a War small II. Part. A very like a five line part in Band of Brothers, right, right at the beginning of his career, straight out of drama school, he and, was cast and gets costume fitted and yep. like fully ready to he's, go. He's ready to go, and then he gets a message that Tom Hanks has watched his um, audition tape. Tom Hanks, who's going to be directing the episode, who's watched his audition tape and is firing him because he thinks he has dead eyes. Well, 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 well they. Oh, they no, he wa- has to re-audition. He, he has, has to re-audition. re-audition. Sorry. So, sorry, and yes. this is like, and so he goes in to re-audition and uh, goes in front of Tom Hanks, who's lovely and uh, 
Do, does his, you know, two or three yep, lines. Does his thing, yeah. Uh, to which Tom Hanks even responds uh, by going, oh, that's it. I wish there was more, you yeah. know, and sends him yeah. on his way. Exactly. And then uh, finds out that they are recasting him because Tom thought that he had dead eyes. Dead eyes. Well, I think the th- dead eyes came first. The not It came from the audition tape. And then oh. he st- that was because oh, the, 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 right. the casting yes. agent, the casting director, I mean, the, not the... Right, because he was in the uh, His car agent's assistant, rather, calls him and says, you have to go back and audition in person because Tom Hanks thinks you have dead eyes on the tape. Yes. Anyway, Connor doesn't get the part. and But uh, not, to, not to belabor that part of it, because the podcast has been this incredibly... And I said it in, in relation to to John Wilson's show, but this incredibly like human uh, uh, exploration of of what we perceive to be failure or the things that that really knock us off our perceived tracks. It's a lot about um, our business and our industry. He talks to all sorts of people who are associated with. He talks to the person who did play that part. He talks to actors who've been in the show. He's he, talked to. He talks to other actors about their dead eyes experiences. Well, their, everybody has. I mean, this world that yeah. we're in, there is so much failure, right? For like, mm-hmm. if you got three of the parts that you auditioned for, you would be viewed as being very successful, yeah. right? Like, and well, it's somebody says it in the show. I think Tony Hale says it at one yeah. point. He says. This is the only business where you are you in most businesses you do a bunch of job interviews and then you get a job for like 5 to 10 years. This is uh, you might you might do job interviews for 2 months, you know, and then work for 5 years. He was like this is the only business where you uh, job interview for years and your jobs last two months. Well, I always say you know, that this you business really is, are, yeah. this business is like, uh, and not to compare us in the, the physical labor of it, but we are like, we're like construction workers. We get a job site, we build the job and then you move. Yep. And it's, and, and that's, and that is it. Like you are constantly, once the building is done, you hope you get the next gig or the next thing, but it, well, and one of the things that's like, really endemic to this business that we kind of that they talk about a lot in the in the show is just rejection writ large. Yes. Like you are going to audition a lot and 98 percent of those jobs, 99 percent of those jobs, you're not going to get. Well, like you're not going to get and you're not even going to know why you didn't get. I just didn't get it. I remember talking to a commercial when I first started out. And this is going back to that. If you get three jobs like uh, this commercial agent said, look, if you're auditioning for commercials, you're probably doing two or three auditions a week at, at, at minimum, yeah. if not more. And that was at least when we were coming up. I didn't audition that much, uh, but other people I know did. Um, and if you did that every week for 52 weeks and you got three commercials, most people would think, oh, my God, you are incredible kill- ratio. Killing incredible. It. But that is like truly you know, you know, whatever three times fifty-two. You know, it's like yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it's it's you. It's the ratio. Oh no, is you so are small. always being rejected. You're always not getting the job, and you really have to be good with that. Anyway, yeah. the show it has it starts off as this kind of Connor, kind of self pityingly kind of going through, picking at this wound that he's had for twenty some odd years yes. or however long it's been since Band of Brothers. But it then turn, blossoms into this incredible story where he's talking to all of these other people and he really starts to understand on a much larger scale get out of himself and understand the larger world as a result anyway it's this really beautiful podcast series 
And the 30th episode just came out and it's Connor talking to Tom Hanks. And so what a fulfilling like conclusion to a beautiful show. Uh, I will say that just like you said, like John Wilson, it goes on many journeys, many sidetracks. Yeah. And I think there are moments like I was on an episode because I worked with Tom Hanks on an animated show that he did called Electric City. Um, and, you know, just talking about everybody's there's an there's an energy around who is Tom Hanks? What is our relationship to Tom Hanks? Because the truth is, this story isn't as interesting if it was just a regular director, oh, yeah. you know, if it was somebody that we didn't know, it is Absolutely. America's favorite person in many respects. Like the most yeah. likable guy said this Well, thing. we all have an idea of who Tom Hanks is. Yes. You know, we all have an idea of who this person is and what he kind of stands for. And he's he's America's dad. He's the nice guy. He's all these kind of things. And Jason, everybody talks yeah. about this. You Go said ahead. it first, Jason. You know, COVID didn't begin until Tom Hanks got COVID. It's true. I mean. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Um, anyway, I just I really wanted to put that out there because I think our yes. listeners would really like it. I know we've talked about it before, but just because of these recent developments, yeah. I really wanted to highlight it again so that oh, people will check so it out. It's so good. And, and you know, I, there probably isn't a want to just listen to the Tom Hanks episode. What I would say is at the beginning of that episode, Connor gives you the episode numbers that you could listen to if you wanted a streamlined version of it. And I truly believe if you don't want to go through all three seasons, um, just do the streamlined version because the ending will be way more fulfilling. It's not yeah. going like I wouldn't listen to the first and the last. It's not the journey is so fascinating. I will also point out that there is one episode where Connor is playing a real person, uh, Agent Zelensky or or, or uh, whatever, Sergeant yeah. Zelensky. Yep. And there's an episode in which he just researches the actual real life I person. I was just going to mention this episode because oh, it's incredible. Wow. What a beauty. I mean, and that one is one of those... Pandora's. That could be a sh- that could be a show unto itself. It you know what I mean? Like truly like, is it, like finding the 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 relatives yes. of the man that he was supposed to play who you know again his part was like five lines most of mm-hmm. which were yes sir yes, yes sir okay sir like those are the kind of like it's it's a part that is so small and so insignificant and that's part of it you know what i mean yes and and i think that I, it's just a great uh it's a i mean what a fulfilling yeah. ending and in a show about failure it's also a show about like where failure puts us too, like, like, you know, the opportunities that we get, I think one of the things, and this is not spoiling the last episode, but you know, Tom Hanks does talk about this idea, like, well, if you didn't, if that didn't happen, what, what would have changed? And like, and there are certain things that inform who Connor is. And sometimes it's like that growth, that journey, that other thing is worth it or or you don't you know it's like maybe oh, I in think the you moment, have to you know? look at it that way like i think connor what connor has is a result of that thing happening and and the and the show you don't is not get an, to have yeah. a you don't get to have a it didn't happen and everything went the other way or some other way it's not an, it happened yeah. and it's not an axe grindy podcast as well i mean it talk, really is not uh there's so many great stories and i I've never seen Band of Brothers. Uh, it makes me want to watch Band of Brothers. Yeah. It just sort of is a show that kind of like 
flew. I never. Uh, it's great. I, yeah. I, I never watched the second one, the Pacific. Okay. Um. Uh. But the Band of Brothers is is. Fa- I remember it as being fantastic. I mean, everyone says it's. I haven't amazing. watched it in, since since then. So. Yeah. Uh, but it, but you don't need to watch Band of Brothers to even oh, have yes. any connection to this. Uh, Not it, at all. And you also, to be clear, you don't need to be an actor. Nope. To to understand, it, it's a very human story about our own insecurities and our own hurt feelings and the the things we carry, the rejections that we carry, whether they're from professional or whatever, you know, the rejection is the thing that sticks with you and that makes you, that you think about over and over and over again, you know? Yeah. Um, I, it's really very good. I, it's, I, it's it's an incredible piece. I, I mean, there are those moments, I mean, when we were in New York, you always seem way more together than I am, Jason. But the idea that like the like, did you ever have one of those like Im- like an, an audition experience that you are like, I can live in a moment. Like if you tell me like I can tell you about a moment and feel right back in that moment, like an audition moment that probably no one remembers but me. Really? Like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. oh like, wh- oh, there, wow. Do you the, got one? Yeah, I have one. And it was so, it's so fucking embarrassing. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm back at being embarrassed. It's so long ago. It's so fucking long ago. I was watching some documentary and they were talking about like Robin Williams on happy days and how he made all these bizarre choices and the bizarre choices like really helped, you know, get him to a place. And I made the dumbest fucking, oh God, I'm I'm like, I'm I'm embarrassed to talk about it because it's like, it means nothing. So anyway, I'm just going to, I'll embrace it and say this. You can Uh, say it. You can also cut it out if you want. There's nothing, I'm embarrassed for myself. It's like, it's like being embarrassed about like doing something in fifth grade. Like I'm so far past it, but I was in that boat where I'm like, I'm not auditioning enough. Maybe I'm not, or I'm not getting parts in these commercials. I should do something different. How do I stand out? What do I do? And it was like a commercial for like a Kit Kat bar or whatever. And I remember, and this is where it's so terrible. There was a a moment where they were saying, oh, Robin Williams uh, did the whole audition uh, for Mork on his head. And, oh, wow. and people like that. And so I was like, I'm going to do this Kit Kat audition oh, on my head. But first of all, I never tried to do anything on my head. Never. Oh my God. Incredible. Uh, and, and then also it was on a rolling chair. And uh, <laughs> I was trying to get myself on this fucking thing and trying oh to be upside God. down. And, and, and I just remember like the audition, uh, the casting director being like, hey, you know what? Don't worry about it. Just why don't you just sit down? And I was like, oh, but I oh. wanted to do it this way, I think. And I was like, and That's I just walked. Incredible. Oh, it was so Oh, I, it, it makes me anxious <laughs> to even talk about it, even talk, even go. But see, that's there. the thing is like, like that is like, you can let that go. I know. You can I let have that a go hard forever. Time. I know. I have uh, a hard part time of it for stuff. me is like, I'm sure I have just as many embarrassing, like nonsense things I did. Yeah. But I just don't remember them. You know, like I, I, for whatever reason, have the ability to just like erase all of those bad, you know, embarrassing auditions or embarrassing choices I made or what, especially in the era you're talking about, like when we were doing commercial auditions, because I remember one of them being like, and it was like, um, it was for a cruise line and you had to get into a, um, bathing suit and pretend you were coming out of the pool. 
Oh. Um, and it was, so you had to go, it was at Liz Lewis casting. I had to go into the bathroom, change into a bathing suit, come out, and then everybody's standing around in bathing suit. I was like, this is crazy. Oh, um, no. But I also am like, that's all I remember. I don't remember feeling anything right. really other than just like, I remember that was, I had to do that. And that was, that was, you know, nonsense. But right. that's it. You know, right. they, uh, I, I hold I, on I to too much. I hold yeah. on to those. Like I, I, I understand like the idea of like Scientology <laughs> of like going back and engramming out like those moments, like ironing oh, them out because that's I, amazing. I can remember something like from fifth grade and be like, why did I say that in class? But it's why you're a. It's why you're a, you're a, a great storyteller mm. is because you remember not oh. just the the facts of the story, but the feelings. Oh, of the, the story. emotion makes you me know? makes me not oh, yeah. like, makes me. I'm still nauseous from telling that story about it because I'm seeing myself doing it. And I'm like, oh, you get the fuck off that chair, you dumbass. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jason, <laughs> not a full, like, we we just recommended a handful of things, but I think the things that are so good. Uh, oh, I'm really glad we got to talk about Dead Eyes. Yes. That's, that's uh, get really, on it. Yeah, it makes me happy. All right. Uh, wow. I told you, that epi- that quartet was very HBO Max specific. Uh, thankfully, we got to talk a little bit uh, about Connor Ratcliffe's great, great podcast, which we love so, so much. Anyway, now that we got Dancing It's On out of the way, let's talk about next week's movie. Last week, we learned that you can't play dance, and now we're learning you can't stop a man from remembering his memories. That's right. Next week, we are watching the 1991 film Shattered. It's important to remember that 1991, there's a lot of movies uh, called Shattered. This one has Tom Berenger uh, and Bob Hoskins and Greta Sachi. Uh, Here's a short breakdown of the plot. Dan Merrick, Tom Berenger, and his wife, Judith, have a car accident. Judith is thrown free, but Dan is injured, his face disfigured. He comes out of a coma with amnesia full of general knowledge, but completely ignorant of his own family life. Slowly, he begins to put the pieces back together, but there are some troubling memories that don't mesh with the stories he's being told, and he hires a private detective, Gus Klein, that's Bob Hoskins, to help unravel the mystery of his past. All right, this film on Rotten Tomatoes has a big old 36%. That's a splat on the tomato meter. And Roger Ebert from the Chicago Sun-Times says, this movie is finally so ridiculous, it cannot be taken seriously as a thriller or anything else, but there are moments that work and you'll love the look on the hero's face when he discovers the identity of the dead body. Now, there is not a trailer that has dialogue, only a lot of music, so we have pulled a clip to help explain the general premise of the film. We call that psychogenic amnesia. The patient doesn't know his name, his family, his personal history, everything else he remembers. The year, who's president, he can drive a car, he can function professionally, but anything personal, just out of reach. For how long? Could be a week. I'm going to have to be honest. Could also be permanent. There you go. Amnesia, baby. Uh, you could rent or buy Shattered on Vudu, Amazon Prime, or on Apple. Please check out Hoopla, which is a digital media service offered by your local public library that allows you to borrow movies, music, and audiobooks, and ebooks, and comics, and TV shows all on your computer. I know the LAUSD also, or LA public libraries also have an amazing system like that too. It's not Hoopla, but you can check that out. Uh, it is so amazing. Support your local public libraries, especially after this pandemic. They need your support. And people, that is it. 
Uh, please remember to rate and review the show. It helps. And if you listen to Apple Podcasts, make sure you are following us. That's a new thing that they're doing on Apple Podcasts. Visit us on social media and for commercial free access to How Did This Get Made and our entire archive and so much more. Sign up for Stitcher Premium for a free one-month trial. Use the code BONKERS. That's B-O-N-K-E-R-S. That is BONKERS. And a big thank you to our producers, Cody Fisher and Molly Reynolds, our engineer, Devin Bryant, and our publisher, July Diaz. We will see you next week for Shattered. Bye for now. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece with nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University, that's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.